Hey guys, it's your girl Andrea and you are listening to PB and Style, the place to be to find clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you develop your brand. And on today's show, we're talking about using personal branding to grow your social media platforms in 2020. Right now, we are at the top of the year and so we have got an amazing opportunity to make some adjustments to our strategies so that we can begin to increase our engagement and increase our conversions and to do our work without the overwhelm and stress that happens because we really don't have a plan. So on today's episode, I want to talk about how you can, you know, use personal branding to grow your social media platforms. So I'm going to use this podcast as a way to share with you how I'm using it and sort of what my thoughts are on these different platforms so that you can begin to see how to translate that for yourself once you've really tapped into your own value, what it is you're bringing to the table. And I recognize that sometimes, you know, maybe you just started your business and you're not really familiar with any of the platforms or how to use them. And that is okay. You should be able to listen to how I'm using them and the way I am thinking through the process in this podcast to help you sort of shape a plan for yourself. But as always, if you struggle and you need help, you can always give me a call or reach out to me on my website, andreapatrick.com. I do one-on-one coaching and I love to have a 30-minute discovery call with you and sort of hear about what it is you're challenged with and how I can help. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. So let's go ahead and get started today with what you're here for, right? Okay. So when it comes to using personal branding to grow your social media platforms, the biggest takeaway that I want you to get from this podcast today is number one, honesty is the best policy. So what I mean by this is don't do what you see other people doing just because you see them getting results, okay? Use what you know about yourself to devise a plan of action for your own social media activity. This podcast can't tell you which platform is best for you, but it can be a guide for how you use the one you ultimately decide on to get clients through the door. The next thing is don't spread yourself too thin, all right? The idea is to have a strategy, not overwork yourself casting a wide net that never really yields the right customer or any customer at all for that matter. So today I'm going to talk about each platform I'm currently using and how I use personal branding to grow my social media platform. Okay, so the number one social media platform that I want to talk about is LinkedIn. And I want to talk about LinkedIn because everybody should be on LinkedIn. I don't care what your business is. There is an industry group. There are other people like you. There are potential customers. There are potential collaborators. And it is an opportunity for you to put your resume, if you will, in one central location for what it is you do, how you do it, and provide a little bit of value at the same time. And I think it's important for all of us to be on that platform. Okay? It is the destination to source um, your needs by industry, okay? So I think some people have said that like the fashion industry or the beauty industry may not be the best place for it, but I don't think that that's necessarily true because it really depends on what it is you're trying to do 
um, on LinkedIn. Again, this is about having a strategy, right? So it could be that you're in the beauty industry, but the reason you're on LinkedIn is to find people that you can do brand deals with, okay? Because they're they're out there. I know, I've looked, okay? <laughs> so anyway, with its filters, LinkedIn's filters, that is, you can qualify leads, research vital information, and join groups and increase exposure to potential collaborators, partners, and customers. We just talked about that. It allows you to also do video. Here's one that I have just discovered, that long-form writing is a big deal. So if you have a blog or if you're transcribing any of your content, LinkedIn is a great place to put it. Now, here's another thing that I love about LinkedIn. It can also act as like a little website, a little mini website, if you will, with the company pages. Um, and I've even gotten so that on LinkedIn, instead of posting just on my feed where like your contacts and stuff see, I post all of my content inside or on my company page because it it will automatically um, populate your feed inside like just regular LinkedIn. But at the same time, for those of people who are on LinkedIn and they want to learn more about me and my business, I can create showcase pages for my company. So I can have a service page. I can have like a home page, if you will, that sort of overall explains what it is I do. And then I could also have like different pages for what it is I specialize in. So LinkedIn is a really good opportunity for you to have your resume out there on social media, um, and it gives people a place to land to really learn more about you, especially if you don't have um, your website up yet. So that's the first one I want to share with you. Now let's move on to number two, which is Facebook. Now, we all know Facebook has become a pay-to-play platform in many regards. So what I know about it for myself and what I know about myself is that I am a social creature, right? So posting on my page was okay, but I decided that in order to really maximize my efforts, I should do a group. I should have a Facebook group because it allowed me to be more effective in my efforts to pursue community growth and build a community off of social media. So um, again, my personal brand and the way I'm using it, personal branding, the verb, I recognize my need to be social. I recognize my need to like really allow my customers and my target audience to hear my passion and my voice and understand where I'm coming from. And I can't do that with just a picture or just with, you know, um, a little post. So videos, things like that, like really talking in person with people and engaging with conversations is much more helpful for me, I've found. So Facebook groups, creating a group and interacting with other groups has been much more effective. So again, like I said, I love my engagement time and the opportunities that sort of happen. And I love feeling like, you know, nobody's going to come in there and um, like, not just anybody can be in certain groups. You know, you have those closed groups. So that means that the person that is facilitating the group is really monitoring the type of people who are coming inside the group. And the knowledge that there are rules in place, right? They offer a certain security. So I love knowing that there won't be a ton of people trying to trying to sell me, you know, their product or service because they're following the rules. They joined the group and they accepted those rules. So I enjoy knowing that. And I know that my community, the one that I've created, appreciates these things as well. And they enjoy the perks that I offer inside the group. That's another thing. Facebook groups are 
also a way for people to have access to me on any budget. That was the other thing I wanted. Because when you're operating with a service, you know, sometimes people can't really, um, they can't reach you. They can't get access to your services, maybe because they're too expensive or maybe because, you know, it's not offered at the right time that they can do it. But when you are in a Facebook group and you pop in and you're providing that exposure to yourself on a regular basis, um, it, it makes it easy for them to reach out to you, to have access to you at those designated times. So as I started this section, I told you that I was a very social person, right? So groups work for me, but it may not be the ticket for someone else, right? So as you make your decision, think about what you know about yourself and what you know about Facebook platform, and then ask yourself, what is the best way for me to use this platform to grow my business? Posting on a page, growing a community or group, doing lives, using Facebook ads, or a combination of all of these things. The point is, remember, I told you at the top of the show, the biggest takeaway is to be honest with yourself to devise the best plan. You're going to hear that a couple of times today. Now, the third um, platform I want to talk about is Twitter. So now I've described Twitter as like a giant conversation. Right. So I remember years ago, I was telling a friend of mine, well, he's a friend of my husband, actually. And I, I was telling him to use it to research for his company. So he sold chemicals to beauty manufacturers, like people who created creams and shampoos and things like that, makeup. And I told him um, that people on Twitter were talking about these types of products. Right. They were talking about what they liked about them, what they didn't like about them, how they used them different hacks of using them, things like that. And so I told him, I said, go on Twitter. This was, I mean, years ago. My oldest children are will be 21 in April. And they were toddlers, right, when I told him this. So this has been a very long time ago that I gave him this advice. But I told him, I said, go on Twitter and use the hashtag to pull up those conversations. Like, if you wanted to know more about what people thought about a certain product, just hashtag that product. Or, you know, if you wanted to know more about like people talking about how they moisturize their, their skin using the right words, just like now, you know, I didn't even know the term keywords back then, but I did know that if he would, you know, hashtag certain phrases or for certain words, he would be able to find these conversations people were having. And then he could use them to um, really help him with, pitching to the different companies he was selling chemicals to, right? So I said, use the hashtags to pull up these conversations and then just be a voyeur to understand what products to sell to your customer. If you are listening to these conversations or you're seeing these conversations and you see that people are wanting it to be, like maybe they say it's more watery or I don't really like that lotion because it's too watery, it's too runny, it's not, it doesn't really hold, it's, it's not emollient or whatever the case may be, I don't know. But if he were seeing those types of criticisms on the product, that would be his opportunity to go to his customer and say, hey, you should probably buy this particular chemical because I'm seeing some of your customers are, you know, having a little issue with it not being, you know, moisturizing enough or whatever. So that was just kind of how I told him to use it. So, but the way I use Twitter is a little bit different now. Um, so I told you I was social. Well, I kind of struggle with Twitter just a little bit because I recognize my need 
to be heard or seen and talked about that a minute ago over on Facebook because I believe people resonate with my message a little bit better, a little bit easier when they hear or they see my passion opposed to just a picture or words. You see, I am serious about setting up my circumstances for optimal success. And though I use Twitter to share my content, it's not an area of concentration for me. So as you consider Twitter, remember, be honest with yourself and devise the best possible plan. I'm not saying you can't be on Twitter, and I am on Twitter, but I am saying that I know myself enough to know that it's probably not the best platform for me to really showcase who I am and to share my personal brand with people and to put my personal brand into action. See how that works? See what I mean? Okay. All right. Next, we're going to talk about Instagram. Ooh, everybody knows Instagram, right? We are all on the gram. So it is owned by Facebook, as you know, right? So I like Instagram because it gets me one step closer to an end user. So the direct messaging feature, whoo, guys, when I tell you that has been a god send, it certainly has. I can't tell you how many podcast guests, collaborations, and connections I've made just from those DMs, right? But in using my personal brand, I can also um, look at personal brand, uh, Instagram as a tool to just post my images um, from my podcast and videos, but... Let me just tell you, if that were the only way I were thinking about it, it would be such a waste of my time. This is just me talking because just posting pictures and just words and posts, it was not really allowing me to maximize my own value. But the fact that I am social and I love conversation and those the way I can just go engage on someone else's um, stream, on someone else's feed that part. Now that is helpful because I can then go to someone's page and be like, oh my gosh, I can message them. It's like, I love this content. I love what you're doing. I think it resonates with me. Hey, do you mind? I would love to share a little bit more about my podcast because I think you'd be a great guest or, hey, I've got a great idea for um, a potential collaboration. Um, And it's just a great, great way for me to engage with people that I would not even know existed if Instagram wasn't there. So that is awesome. So instead of just using those pictures and just putting up words, I've learned more about the long form writing on Instagram. I've learned how to express myself with those words, with an image, and not just pictures of my thumbnail from my YouTube channel or pictures of my feature image from my podcast and just kind of a little short, hey guys, check this out. But more a more um, personalized image, like in the moment image, and then I can talk about how that relates to the podcast or to the video in more of a long form writing. And then also Instagram is great for me, like I said, because I'm talking to people. I'm going to their pages and I'm engaging and I'm telling them how much I like them. And then I'm I can message them and have direct conversations with them. So that's what I mean. You're one step closer to the end user. I now also use those IG stories and IGTV to reach my audience. And those images are means to an end now. So like I said, it's not just a picture I'm throwing up. Again, it's me using what I need for myself, knowing it first, and then using it on these platforms to increase my engagement and conversions and help me be a lot more successful in getting clients, 
partnerships, collaborations, and so forth um, on these various social media platforms. But I will have to say the other thing that has changed are my expectations. Now, I used to think the vanity metrics were the most important thing here on Instagram. I mean, I was killing myself. If I could just get to X amount of followers, oh my gosh, I would finally will have arrived. Well, guess what? When you start looking at or researching any of the information about these vanity analytics, when you're looking at, you know, is it the likes that matter? Is it the followers that matter? Guess what, guys? More times than not, it's the engagement that matters. So if you have a very few amount of followers, but those followers you have are engaged with you, then you've just really made something happen, right? You have really become an influencer. So I no longer look at those vanity metrics as important or as important as I used to. Now I actually use Instagram as a conduit for my sales. It is just a, it's just a little avenue that gets me to the end user, the person that could use my services and helps me convert a lot faster. Are you suffering from paralysis by analysis? Has the stress, fear, and overwhelm finally set in from being on the hamster wheel that is comparison? I get it. Distractions, frustrations, and self-doubt can get us and keep us stuck. My one-on-one coaching program helps you tap into your personal brand and then leverage it to increase engagement and conversions through my Be The Brand approach to strategic marketing. Get off the hamster wheel. Book a call with me today. Visit andreapatrick.com forward slash coach. So trust me when I tell you that you really do have to be honest with yourself and devise the best plan for you on these social media platforms. Because as you see, my initial strategy for Instagram, it wasn't working for me, but it was what everybody else was doing. It is what I was hearing people say and talk about. And I was trying to do it that way. But it was not the right move for me, in part because I wasn't sharing myself the way I know to be the best way. I wasn't showcasing my passion for personal branding, authentic marketing, and strategy development in a way that set me up for the optimal success that I know I need. Get it? See what I'm talking about there? The last platform I want to talk about is YouTube. All right, now, when I tell you YouTube is not for the faint of heart, honey buns, this channel is not the easiest channel to get up and started on. At least it hasn't been for me. I mean, I'm really, I honestly, to be honest, like I really didn't work hard to grow my Instagram channel. I mean, my uh, YouTube channel in 2019, it will and has become um, a much more um, concentrated effort for 2020 though. So when some people think about getting on camera, I recognize that they shake in their boots um, or they develop the hives. I get it. So YouTube might be a very scary thought for you. Um, unfortunately, or no, not unfortunately, fortunately, fortunately, it was not the case for me. I am a ham and I love being, um, like I said, just on camera and talking to people and showcasing my passion for things. So I love it. And for some reason, I, I just don't get afraid of being on camera or being in front of a crowd. So I love, love speaking right in front of people. I have a few self-esteem issues, so but that has nothing to do with me speaking, right? That's not that big of a deal. You know, I think we all have that as an issue. 
but I enjoy providing, you know, a ton of information despite my aversion um, to the camera because of those self-esteem issues. So if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, Be The Brand TV, make sure that you find that link down below and you go ahead and subscribe. I'm doing some behind the scenes and all kinds of things, lifestyle posts over there on my uh, on my blog. And so I'm tackling some of my personal issues over there. I won't I will spare you that here on the podcast. So back to YouTube, okay? I've noticed it satisfies it satisfies my urge to provide insight, tips, and tools that help others develop their personal branding strategies that allow them to be themselves more easily. So with YouTube, optimizing titles, content, and descriptions with keywords is key. Remember, I told you when I was talking about Twitter, I didn't even know I knew nothing about keywords back then, um, but now. I do recognize their value and how important they are. So I know that this is true for all platforms, right? So you have to be careful with that, right? But when it comes to YouTube, honey, those keywords are a must. Like it is essential. I talked about like it's all about those titles, that description, that content with those keywords, okay? So I thought... YouTube was going to be my last platform, but this last platform that we're going to discuss has the same requirements of, in terms of those keywords, and we'll get there shortly. But if you're thinking about starting a YouTube, a YouTube channel, I'd say, come on in. The water's fine, but this is, if I if you didn't get it before, YouTube is definitely a place where you need to be honest with yourself to devise the right plan. Because you have to be comfortable on this channel. You've got to have authenticity on YouTube. It's just got to be, you know, consistent and clear and authentic. All the things we talk about here on the podcast. Um, so you really need to make sure that you are taking heed to that first takeaway I told you that you should definitely get. And that be honest with yourself to devise the best possible plan. Now, like I said, I thought YouTube was going to be my last um uh, platform, but then I remembered what I was really going to be tapping into in addition to YouTube this year. And I'll tell you why, what my major ones are going to be, but I'll tell you that in a minute. But this last one is Pinterest. When you start talking about search engines, okay, you can't leave Pinterest out. And I told you that this was, I thought YouTube was going to be my last one. But when I thought about my strategy, my overall strategy, I couldn't leave out Pinterest because I am definitely going to be hitting Pinterest a lot harder along with YouTube this year because those platforms are search engines. And that means people are looking for information. They are purposely going to those platforms and saying, how do you do this? What do I do about this? Why is this happening? People are asking those types of questions, which is what makes it a search engine. So you can't leave Pinterest out. So think about it. If you have a question about how to cook a certain dish or how to dress a certain, uh, to dress for a certain event, Pinterest is a place to go, right? What flowers to plant, how to decorate your house, or what games to play at your next party. They're all there too. And I realize people are searching for what I'm sharing. And if I learn the tricks of the trade, I could leverage my personal brand on this platform to increase my visibility to those who need what I'm providing and let them get to know me a little bit better at the same time. So the beauty of Pinterest is that I'm using it as an end game for my own particular content. 
every stream of content I create will ultimately end up on Pinterest. I want to be where I know people are looking for me or not me specifically, but what I have to offer, right? So there are so many ways to use Pinterest for your business. And my advice is to take my advice (laughs) and be honest with yourself about the way you devise your best plan on this platform. Guys, honestly, I cannot emphasize enough to you. And again, I really want you to be, I want you to get this as your takeaway from this podcast. Okay. Number one, be honest with yourself, right? I've said that after every single example, be honest with yourself about what it is you're doing, right? And make sure that you are creating the best possible plan for you, not the plan you see everybody else doing. And then also don't spread yourself too thin. I have named six different platforms that you can be on and how I'm currently using them, um, how I'm currently using my personal brand to grow those social media platforms. But what I will say is that in my attempt to minimize and like be more efficient with my own social media strategy in 2020, I have decided to choose two or three platforms that allow me to be myself and that are helping me to get the word out quicker and more efficiently about what it is I can help my clients with. And again, those are those platforms that are more search engine oriented like YouTube, like Pinterest. And I also love the way I can engage with like direct, you know, decision makers on Instagram and really begin to build relationships. And that is the name of the game. So if you are struggling with really tapping into who you are, which is really important when you're using your personal branding to grow your social media, if you are struggling with that, I would love to talk to you And I am going to share with you a link below for you to grab a 30-minute free discovery call with me where I can help you kind of point you in the right direction as to how you can use your personal brand to grow your business. Personal branding is the verb, honey, and that is how you're going to use who you are to leverage across these platforms to grow your business. Again, if you're tired of people telling you to be yourself or be authentic and they're not telling you how to do it, Continue listening to PB and Style. Make sure you subscribe. Leave your comment below because I'm choosing one every week and I will mention you on my YouTube channel, Be The Brand TV. And then also, if you have not become a member of my Facebook group, the link is below. Please go ahead and request to join because that is where a lot of interviews happen that you won't see anywhere else. And that is where you can engage with other like-minded women and grow and grow exposure for your own business. So anyway, that does it for me today, guys. I appreciate you for listening to PB and Style. You are in the place to be to find clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you develop your brand. Until next time. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult. Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.